Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... The Chiss Ascendancy! Episode 32. 3-2. 3-2. The big 3-2. We made it. <laughs> We're still here. Hey, uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share this video, and um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could please leave not just a five-star review, but also write a review... We would love to read it on air. Mm. Yes. That's a little tease for you. There you go. If you want to be famous, if you want some of the glory, Just if you want to be taste in, like, if you want to be here, taste for the glory. See what it tastes like. If you want somebody to hear your voice, one of the seven times that someone views this video, you write a review. You understand? Represent the people. Cool. Uh, so we'll jump into uh, what we're going to talk about today, and then we'll break off, talk about some news, and then we'll get into the subject. Very good. Very good. Uh, so today. Per request on uh, YouTube, we're talking pilots, greatest pilots. pilots in Star Wars. And I have to admit, I told you all this, but Star uh, in Star Wars, my least favorite thing is space. Far and away, best pilot goes to Clone Wars. Uh, best first episode. Get out of here, best pilot. Um, I did not care. If, I, I don't, maybe it's because of video games, but in the movies too, I'm like, everybody, like for instance, I, I love Rogue One. But everybody's like, best space battle. And I'm like, eh, pish posh. Like, you know, best space battle, uh, the one where Anakin spins into the Trade Federation, obviously. That's a good trick. That's a good trick. Um, but today we're talking about the best pilots of Star Wars, and we're breaking it down between Force-sensitive and non-Force-sensitive, because it's not really fair to have the two categories together. And then uh, before we jump into that, though, we're going to talk about a little bit of news. So go right, uh, right along hand in hand uh, with Star Wars Pilots. October 2nd, which is actually right around the corner, just a little over a month away, uh, Star Wars Squadrons is coming out. And it's going to be a uh, basically the whole video game is about space and about pilots. I will not be making this purchase. <laughs> um, but it, it might, looks it, it looks really in good. my defense I don't really play video but, games it'll be fun to watch uh, it also reminds me of when I just have scars from Battlefront 2 it reminds me of when uh, Assassin's Creed came out with Black Flag and I was like great a whole game of my least favorite part of the rest of the game is on ships. the boats so well I, I still have you know there, we see all these memes about it all the time because me and Samuel are constantly sitting Star Wars memes to each other and in the group chat, but um, and in Battlefront Two, whenever it's like, "Would you like to do a space battle?" I'm like, "Do I have to?" And if I can't skip it, I will get in a gunship and fly into the other ship so I can actually shoot people hand to hand inside because I cannot fly a ship to save my life. And inevitably, the stupid computer will fly me into the broadside of a barn and blow me up, and I have a death for no freaking reason. So piloting is not my skill. Uh, what really ruined me for Star Wars piloting games was Star Wars Starfighter, the 2001 game um, that I tried and miserably failed to play. Is that never, the Naboo one? I never made it past the first mission. Do it all! I was, I was really young, and I, I had no experience well, in Well, we played games. it on the PC, and it was like... Windows 95. Fly, fly through this ring, and it's just the tutorial, and we were like, so hard! <laughs> So yeah, Star Wars Squadrons comes out October 2nd. It does look fantastic. And I'm a little curious how the Trandoshan good guy is going to work because they're bad. Um, but yeah, that's coming up. 
Uh, also, in the spring of 2021, it's officially we we we're looking forward to it, but we have you know official semi date. At least we know it's in the spring of next year. The Lego Skywalker Saga uh, episodes I'm one through nine. To play I am seven excited. Yeah, for the sequels. I've, obviously, I've already played episodes one through six. Who would I be if I hadn't? Right. Now, here's what's cool is Lego, you know, they're the master of the Easter egg. That's their thing. And so if you get the deluxe version of the game, whatever system you're going to get it for, uh, it has the box itself for the game, and then it has a sleeve that goes over it. And, the, and so the cover of the game is Darth Vader, and if you take the sleeve off, it actually removes Vader's helmet, and the case itself just has Vader, and then it has Anakin's head underneath. Oh, that's cool. So if you take the sleeve off, you, hit, you remove his helmet. Um, so that's going to be available in the spring for Xbox Series X, Switch, PS5, PS4, PC, and Mac. Get it at your local retailer. It's out there. And then uh, another thing, a little bit of Kenobi news. Um, this is rumors, but it's pretty widely spread. Then again, widely spread was Mandalorian Season 2 trailer is going to come out, and Disney just hates our guts. Yeah, it was supposed to happen more than a week ago. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Uh, so Commander Cody in the 212th Clone Division are supposed to make a uh, an appearance in the Kenobi series. So we'll see. Uh, and then, I would, you know, what I would really like to get mm. would be to get an appearance of Rex on the big bigger screen, like live action Rex. That'd be cool. You know what I would really love? Commander Wolf. Yeah, Wolf would be sick. I was going to say Cody just as a joke because I prefer Cody to Rex. Yeah, but we've gotten... Co- Cody, out of all oh, the clones, he... has gotten the most screen time in films, by, by we've far. We've had this conversation already. Oh, yeah. In films, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just like to see live-action Rex. I think that'd be cool. Live-action Wolf would also be very cool. I would settle for live-action Fox, but we're not going to get into Oh, Fox things. is a traitor. I would take Wolf over Fox 10 times out of 10. I'd take pretty much anyone over Fox. All right, um, and then this time next week, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's harping on it so heavy because Commander Fox is my favorite clone commander. Oh, that's not why I'm doing that. I'm doing it because he's a traitor in the Clone Wars and in the in the comics. Isn't he the one that that holds Ahsoka captive? Yeah, his orders. Yeah, but he was. I don't know. Good soldiers follow orders. You know what happened to Tup whenever that happened. Yeah, and. He saved the day, so. Uh, I would say that um, that's why I don't like Fox, because he was clearly, like, favored. That's such a weird thing, too, because the the Fox, and specifically the Shock Troopers, seem to have, like, a different personality than the other clones. I think it's just because they're the ones that are closest to Corazon. Like, closest to Palpatine and stuff? Yeah, I think so. Dude, Vader destroys Fox in the comics. Yeah, I know. It's so sick. I was just relishing. I was just... I had the comic and I was like this. Mm. All right. What are we talking about next? Um, and then this time next week, by the time this episode comes out next Thrawn. week... Thrawn. Ascendancy will have come out. I've already pre-ordered my audio. Can't And I'm just going to not sleep that and I'm just going to listen to it. Really? I don't know. We'll see. This is going to be so sick. Anyways, so that's kind of news. And so, today we're talking about pilots. Very well. Very well. And uh, less about speedery stuff, more about Space Pilot. And um, we're going to get into it. So like I said, we're going to have five Force users, five non-Force users, 
I think and, we should start uh, with the non-force users. Okay. Yeah. And this got is some surprise reveals. Some of them you'll expect, but yeah. I think there's some surprise reveals in the force users category. Yeah. And this is definitely a uh, it's a personal preference because yeah. we this, own the there's, podcast. There's no rank. They're going to be in an order because that's how the world works. I, I ranked the force users. I kind of non-force users are kind of just like. So we're talking about pilots today, the greatest pilots. Uh, this is our personal opinions. Obviously, there are things that are you know out there that are maybe you have a favorite. Um, so you want to start with non-force sensitive. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So. Um, and then, of course, per the usual, we may just think of things on the spot. So is what it is. Uh, okay. Starting with number five. Uh, on the list. Yeah. On the list. Yeah. yeah. Again, so, there's no official ranking here. This is just in my head. They're ranked. But it's fine. I seem to remember us discussing this beforehand, and they were not ranked. Well, they weren't ranked, and then as I went through, I redid the ranking. He's like, hey, I'm printing the notes. And while I was downstairs, he's like, I'm going to rank these. No, 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 no. I just, I put these, I kind of ranked them. <laughs> I just did. Okay, number five, we have Hera Syndulla. That's my throne voice. Uh, Hera Syndulla is a Twi'lek. And she is from Star Wars Rebels. She's part of the Ghost Crew. She's in love with a blind guy. She, <laughs> jeez, she. Um, Am she, I wrong? Yeah, no, she is. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, her and Kanan have this crazy sexual tension the whole show, <laughs> and they finally kiss the last season. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's a. She's a very cool pilot, and she's kind of the leader of the of the crew. Yeah. And um, how embarrassing for Kanan. <laughs> well, if you did, you ever read a New Dawn? The Rebels prequel book. Basically, Kanan is just like drunk off his butt the whole book. And he's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, obviously he's going through some crap. He's been through Order 66 it's, for God's sakes. It's a kid's show, so they can't have him drinking the uh, the liquid spice. Right, exactly. Um, some but, nice Corellian ale. Yeah, so he's um, so he's kind of, Hera's the leader. Hera has a firmer head on her shoulders. And you have to remember that Hera's dad is Chamsundula. Right. So who she's is been the in leader. the fight since she was six years old. Since she was six years old. I'm going to see how many times I can make that reference and then Josiah makes it louder on top of me. How many weeks in a row we can do that? No, I just, I don't make it louder. I just do the accent. Um, yeah, but you you lean forward. Sorry, so I'm, the mic. I'm redoing the scene in I my know, mind. It's, okay. it's fine. I, I'm, I'm joking within the joke. But yeah, no, she has been in it. <laughs> For, since know, she since was six, she was six years old. What do you, mean what do you want, Yeah, what do you want from me? Um, so yeah, the thing is, she grew up on Ryloth, that a uh, war-torn place. Yeah. Um, Ryloth sucks as a planet, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the Blurgs are cool. Yeah, I like the Blurgs. Um, if you don't know what a Blurg is, if you've seen the Mandalorian, a Blurg was that on Ryloth? Yeah. How did I not know that? Yeah, a Blurg is. I would... Well, that's not where the Mandalorian is, but that's where they are in the Clone Wars when you see the Blurgs. Yeah. Um, Kuil, the Ugnaught, the one that earns his freedom with the work of his hands, he rides a blurg. So that's what you And know he, he brings them with him wherever he goes. I'm bringing the blurg! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
He was very uncompromising. In that Dude, point. how hilarious would have been if they went to rescue the child and there was an elevator when they get into town and he's like, "I'll go up the stairs with the blurg. Don't worry." Um, but yeah, Hare is very a very 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 good pilot, and I would say that um, throughout the comics and books and stuff, uh, there is talk of her. Uh, basically arguably being the best pilot in the Rebellion. Um, But what makes her a great pilot is not just her piloting skills, but also her leadership capability. Mm -hmm. And so she's great in a pinch, and she doesn't freak out under pressure. And so um, Hera's number five. Yeah, but this isn't good under pressure skills podcast. This is pilot's podcast. It's true. So remove the leadership skills, purely, purely flying. That's right. Uh, I don't know what reference you're making. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was a James A. Caster bit, and I forgot the lines that he's making, but I, the tone is there. That's so funny. Um, All right, number four. <laughs> number four, we're gonna give it to Django Fett. Django the Fett. Yeah. <laughs> That's and my young Boba Fett laugh. I think it's impressive any time a non-force user can give a force user some trouble, mm-hmm. and it's just a one v one. Uh, he has the tactics. He clearly trained Boba very well because Boba was the one that stayed on Han's tail when everybody else failed to keep a track. Right. Well, also the thing is that when... Okay, Obi-Wan multiple times talks about, oh, this is why I hate flying. Mm-hmm. But he's a great pilot still. You see what I'm saying? And right. so Jango... Well, he's a force user. And he's just, a force user. Yeah. So Jango is flying Slave One, which is a much bulkier ship, mm-hmm. much more awkward. I... I would be hitting the bottom of that thing on everything. Because, like, when you're flying the Jedi Starfighter, right. you're basically sitting in the whole thing. You yeah, know? You're, you're driving like, a Dorito car. All right, yeah, as long as my elbows aren't touching, we're good, you know? And But Jango's like, all right, I'm going to drive this elephant truck right up this alley. And he's just fantastic. Wow, I never thought about that. That does look like an elephant's head without the ears. Right? Well, yeah. then It does this, and then when it's in space, the ears do this. Yeah, like little ears, like or maybe the, an Asian elephant. An Asian elephant, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jango Fett's flying that huge Slave One, yeah. in that, and he's in the asteroid field. And you have to remember, when Han's flying the asteroid field in Episode Five, oh, it's they're like, getting hit. Da, da, they're da. getting hit for sure. And Jango's like, whoa, 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 and he has the sick, and then he has also, the, yeah, the bang. Sorry for those of you listening. Detonator. What is it? Seismic charge. Seismic charge. There it is. The best sound in all of Star Wars? It is number one. Way above everything else. And then the closest second I can think of. Space base. (gasps) Dude, you don't have a seismic charge on the soundboard, do you? Let me check. Let's keep going. Number three. Uh, But number three, we have an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Glass with class. The... (laughs) I was just thinking of classy old stuff. Anyways, uh, the man himself... Nobody... Here knows what glass with glass is. It's the door and window store, obviously. Has even has a jingle. It's right next to Old McDonald Farm <laughs> in 1960. Come on, guys. Uh, if you know, you know. Uh, so Wedge Antilles. Uh, Wedge Antilles is a fantastic pilot, and uh, he's definitely one of the guys who, if I'm not mistaken, on the Death Star trench run in Episode Four, he's the only one besides Luke that makes it. Out of those pilots, yeah, and then he has to duck out, and he has to duck out because he's Vader's having some, he's Vader's having some issues, yeah. Um, and so Wedge survives, obviously. And uh, the cool, a little you know, nugget here on the side is that the actor who plays him is Dennis Lawson, and that is actually Ewan McGregor's uncle. 
Very cool. So they asked Ewan McGregor his first star in memory, and he said, oh, probably going to see Uncle Dennis in episode four. Yeah, that's... My Ewan McGregor's not on point today, but that's okay. Uh, but Wedge Antilles is a fantastic, fantastic um, pilot. And in the book um, Resistance Reborn, it's got Poe on the cover. It's kind of orangey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about what happens after the Battle of Crate. How are they going to get things back in order? Um, you know, just have some holdo maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, talk about a killer pilot. <laughs> Herself and everyone else. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of jokes to be had there that I will not, for sure, for I sure, will not make. Um, so you have Wedge Antilles is actually was teaching many of the New Republic cadets, and then had kind of tried to retire. And um, Wedge ends up actually marrying. Okay, do you know who Snap Wexley is? No. Okay, in Episode Seven, there's a guy that's in like every J.J. Abrams movie. And he's tall. He's a white guy, yes, kind of heavy set guy. Know. Yes, that's Snap Wexley. And so when he, there's the the aftermath trilogy, the one that has Cobb Vance mm-hmm. in the little interludes, but um, Snap Wexley is like the main character of one of, of most of those books. Um, him and like his crew around him, including his mom Nora Wexley, who Wedge Antilles marries. And so Wedge is Webs. is Snap's uh, stepdaddy. And so Wedge until he's one of the greatest pilots the Rebellion had ever seen. When you're in the runnings with Luke Skywalker, who ends up being the greatest Force user of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and he was being chased by Vader, who's one of the other best pilots of all time. Right. So, so yeah, Wedge. Wedge holds it down. Wedge, Wedge until he's is up there. Number two. Han well, Solo. if we're not going to. Yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. Number two, Han Solo. And um, this kind of has to go... I guess this is where we'll bring in the honorable mention. Yeah. Han is 2A, 2B is Chewbacca. Yeah. Uh, I almost We almost put Chewbacca on the top five of this list just by himself. Because he's a very, very good pilot just by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of part of the team, and I wanted to diversify. And so Han is there. And, uh, man, for... Listen, Han is so good... That in Legends material, they had a term called Force Aware. And so in canon now, yeah. under Disney's banner, you're Force Sensitive or you're not. And that's just how it works. And, of course, there's different levels of Force Sensitivity because of midi-chlorians and training and such. Uh, or if you're Ray, just whatever. Um, but it, uh, in Legends material, Han was such a good pilot and he was such a good draw that he was labeled what we would call force aware, which means he is not force sensitive. He can't move things with his mind or things like that. But he has a t- he has a a, a flurgy twinge, Tenses. as it were. He has just a, he has his toes in the water, yeah. if, it, if you will. So it gives him. It's almost it's like similar to a spidey sense. So the way that you know right. when Order sixty six is going down and Yoda's like like it gets him like a heart attack. Um, Han does not have that level of awareness. But if someone's like walking up behind him in a bar with a gun or a knife or something, he'll be like, "Hey, you know, he'll he'll have kind of an awareness." Yeah. I think something else that gives Han the edge um, is just his, uh, for lack of a better term, balls to the walls tendencies. Um, he just goes full send always. I almost spit my drink out all over you. Yes, he is. That is who he is. Yeah. Yes, and it's. I mean, I think you see it the best in solo mm-hmm. when he's do he's doing the famed Kessel run mm-hmm. and 
everybody in the ship is telling him no he can't but he's he just believes in himself and he freaking pulls he's like it out. wait a second wait a second all yeah. right now drop the coaxium in yeah. there uh yeah and i think don't ever tell me the odds. Yeah, that's 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 Han. Don't ever tell me the odds. And it's also Empire Strikes Back where he goes, oh yeah, watch this. Newt, 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 It's not newt. my fault. It's not my fault. But that's his style. I feel that. I feel that every time. Car problems are the worst because most of us don't, don't really know don't that much about I cars. I know it. <laughs> yeah, poor Samuel has that freaking, not that big of a car problem, but an annoying car problem. It's an expensive car problem. Had to get a tire replaced. Um, but yeah, it's... Han is that guy that yeah okay we're in an asteroid field for one yeah and we're we're basically the freaking talk about a wide load though he's flying a pancake through space yeah you're gonna get hit by something I mean right, it's, exactly. it's not very you know tall but it's very wide mm-hmm. and very deep and it's also strange because just thinking symmetrically or just being used to like a regular right, car no or a regular symmetry. plane there's no symmetry yeah so imagine you know imagine driving. A uh, while I driving. While I Imagine did. driving a crane, but from the end of the crane. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, here we go. You know, like that's that's Han Solo, and the pilot or the the cockpit does not have a gyroscopic feature, which you see in a B wing. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, B wing stands for blade wing, and it's similar to where you know with Han, you know, the the Millennium Falcon has mm-hmm. the cockpit on the far right side. A B-wing does as well, but when it goes into attack mode or in you know actual space mode, yeah. it opens up right. and the cockpit's actually at the top middle, which already gives you a, a greater sense of you know where you're at. Yeah. But By then, the way, as it spins, the shout freaking... out to Star Star Pilot or Fighter Pilot or whatever. What was the game? Uh, Star Fighter, because that was what first introduced me to the concept of a B-wing. Oh really? Yeah. Dude, the B-wing is killer in that PSP only game, Star Wars Renegade Squadron Battlefront. Dude, there's one space battle when the only one, I think it's above Kashyyyk, and I'd be like, yeah, I want to play the space battle. And there's a meteor in the middle of your two ships, and you race there, and there's a command post in the asteroid. That's cool. And if you if you're playing as the Empire, you take it over. Uh, Tide defenders launch from there. Oh, sick! Which is the best Imperial ship ever. And then um, if you're the Rebellion and you take over the command post, uh, B wings launch from there. If I had to pick. Whew, the greatest ever Imperial ship, I would say, a Super Mammoth Star Destroyer. Well, I just mean an individual starfighter, obviously. Um, so, yeah, Han Solo is number two. Good enough for Vader, good enough for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and then number one... Bigger. <laughs> and if you make one more of that's what she said joke, I'll choke out you and your entire family. Which it's is, not funny. Which is another that's what she said joke. <laughs> right right there. He's like setting himself up for failure. Don't do it. <laughs> I know what I said. Stop it. Immediate anger. I just need some ice cream and some me time. I need to go into my black globe and take my helmet off. He Dude, would what always if you... have to have an ice cream shake. He could never have ice cream. He's got to well, yeah. slurp it through his vent. Well, I'm just saying if he went into his little meditation sphere. Can you imagine, though? Yeah. He's got, like, a... Dude, you know how whenever straw, you... He's got to, like... If you're in you bed... You know how, like, if you got a straw and you can, like, squeeze it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's got to do that and... Imagine you're in bed and you fart and then you go to roll over onto your other side or can something. Can you imagine Darth Vader slurping? Because he's already, like... And then be like... 
Well, it's just imagine like the, the double slurp. Yeah, imagine like whenever you're out to eat with dad and he doesn't know how to ask for a uh, refill, so he just does the whole <laughs> thing. Hey, that move has a 100% success rate. Yeah, it does. But imagine that. Just but like it's... Anakin Skywalker's pickup lines. <laughs> I hate sand. I hate sand. Want to go home with me? <laughs> Dude, so when you fart and you roll over in your bed and you're like, oh, like it just shoots out at you. What? Imagine. Where did that come from? I'm making a Darth Vader joke. Okay, start over. Okay. When you're laying in bed. Okay. And you fart. Right. And then if you. Under in the, the near, covers? Yeah, under the covers. Right. And in the near future, you get uncomfortable. So you roll over to your other side and or your back, the air whatever. Pocket. The air pocket is exposed. Similar to when you're taking a bath and you yeah, fart. Yeah, I was about to say the bath farts are the, the worst. The reason the bath farts are the worst, ladies and gentlemen, home, is because Fresh, is... It's like that's that's butthole-to-nose contact right there is what that is. <laughs> that is a yeah. fart transplant. It's a fart transplant straight fart from right your... Fart my butthole. It's a fart transplant. It's directly from... Lord, James. From the, from the anus to the noses. <laughs> now imagine that, but your invader's suit, and it just has nowhere to go, and he just rises... What did he just heard? He just heard. Oh! He just throws up in his helmet. I'll be right back. It's kind of like Jack Wagon. Yeah, I was thinking. Where that. they have that fart thing where they, they have, have like the, the farting 20,000 leagues under the sea helmet and they're just farting in a hose directly into that thing. And then Steve, I think it's Steve is wearing the helmet. And I when think he they throws, have running on a treadmill too, so it's hot. In the when, yes. And when he throws up. He he's is in it, the suit, yeah. so it just throws up around him, which would make you throw up even more. That's yeah. just a terrible. That's a nightmare scenario for me. Um, so as far as I guess I was trying to rank these like best pilot. Han is my number one favorite, but the one that I hear the most about, and the one who has the greatest on-screen showing of piloting Let's talk skills, about that, like seventeen Tie Fighter kill streak, is Come my on. boy yeah. Poe Dameron from The Force Awakens specifically. Um, and from the beginning of The Last Jedi where he's like, and he's just doing like oh, a, basically yeah. like a Tokyo drift and just doing wheelies he's or doing, doing, he's doing some donuts in space and shooting those things. Not to mention that he's doing a prank call while he's up to it. Yeah. It's my one of my least favorite parts about The Last Jedi because I don't like the prank call, but it's still silly. Yeah. It got me pretty good the first it, time I watched it. The first it. time I watch it, I'm like, uh, but I don't know. I dread listening to him say, it's a call. From his mom, or when he says "hugs" with an H or something like that, dude gets it every time. And then Hux goes, "I can hear you. Can you hear me?" That's just—it's a little too slapstick for me. It's really funny. I think it's funny just because I—I I could have envisioned myself coming up with a I prank st- call scenario. I still think it's really funny. It just—I don't know—it just throws me off. It feels a bit gimmicky, but I, I enjoy it. It feels like I'm not watching Star Wars for a second. Just in my personal opinion. I can understand that. You know what I mean? Um, so, okay. Uh, so, Poe Dameron, dude, he is just redonkulous. And, um, you know, here's the thing is that he was trained by Wedge. Mm. And so yeah, that's cool. you got the guy who's probably, I would say, as far as just like, X-Wing fighter. We've never seen Han in X-Wing. That would be a cool concept. But, um, or I'm sure we have in the comics or something. But more times than not, he's going to be in the Falcon, obviously. I, don't know. I can't imagine Han being willing to get into like a single-seat fighter. Well, that's right. Not very, like, that's not very Han to me. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good... If you have a private jet 
and it's a 747, but it goes just as fast, if not faster than every other plane out there. That's the thing about the Falcon. It's bigger and it's faster. It doesn't make sense, but Crazy. it's space. Um, Crazy, right? But I'm, I think that he is, I'm sure there's a picture out there somewhere of him in a X-Wing concept or something. But anyways, um, but Wedge, you know, other than, other than Luke, is the greatest X-Wing pilot that there is. And so you have him teaching Poe, whose parents were both in the rebellion, and so he has a knack for it. He's a natural, and he's getting taught from the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of the same thing with like with Luke's Jedi training. Like he already has the the bloodline, but he's also getting training from Obi Wan and Yoda, who are also there being taught stuff through the cosmic force from Qui Gon Jinn, who talks to I don't know the Wills. <laughs> Just a little somebody I like to call. The wills. <laughs> yeah, there's such cheating. Anyways, Poe Dameron, that's the single coolest thing that we've seen from a single pilot. And the cool thing is it's in atmosphere. That's one yeah. of my favorite things is he's there and he's flying like two inches above the water. And the fish are like, whoa, you know, as he's driving by. And, uh, Mr. Limpet. Dude. No, whoa. Mr. Bill. No. <laughs> So as he's going, dude, it's like to town, to town, to town. He's so confident that he'll be in a straight line, and he's like, eventually I'm going to hit this guy, and I'll just fly through his debris. Uh, just a fantastic pilot. Yeah, it's incredible. And I think Kylo Ren says something about it. He's like, I didn't know we had the best pilot in the resistance with us. He says that during the interrogation. Hmm. So. So if Kylo says it, you know, you know Ben. He's not likely to throw out compliments left and right unless you're a pretty girl. And so. then not even. <laughs> I'll just send you a shirtless pic. Hope for the best. <laughs> you have sand in your hair. It's disgusting. Um, okay, so those are our top five. You know, I guess if I wasn't trying to rank them, Han is obviously my favorite out of the five. But you have Hera, Jango Fett, Wedge, Poe Dameron, and Han Solo. Honorable mention to Chewbacca because he is he is the the secondary punch. Yeah, and a lot of times he a lot uh, of the times he's the one that pulls Han out of trouble. You know right. I mean? so. Well, then you see him flying. Like, here's the thing. You think about it. He's helping in uh, in Solo, a Star Wars story. Remember that Kira yeah. and Han are in the front seat, and Chewbacca's like, no, no, no. You've got a rah, 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 rah. And he's like, what? And Chewie leans up and is like, this one's a bit somber. Feel free to cry. So he already knows what he's doing there. And then in uh, A New Hope, he knows what he's doing. Empire Strikes Back, he's piloting because Han's in Carbonite. Return of the Jedi, he helps pilot. Uh, and then yeah. in Force Awakens, he's helping. And then when Han passes away, he's flying. Yeah, not to mention during the escape in A New Hope, he's the one that's actually flying the Falcon while they're, you know, Han and, and Luke are doing the guns. Mm-hmm. So, so Chewie's a fantastic pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on to... For sensitives, I'll let you take number five because he's one of your faves. Yeah. So I I like to throw this one out just because it's not and a you make widely a good known, point. It's not a widely known fact. Yes. And it's not a widely known fact specifically for the reason that because in all of the films, I'm going to say it, Obi-Wan talks about how he doesn't like flying. He's like, oh, this is why I hate flying. Flying's for droids. Yeah. But when he was, he was still a Padawan under... Qui-Gon's tutelage, mm-hmm. he used to love flying. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of the cool little nuggets, and this is a little bit of a spoiler. So skip ahead, like, I don't know, 40 seconds. A little bit of a spoiler from Master and Apprentice, where Obi-Wan at the beginning of the book talks about how he loves flying. 
Right. And so you're like, oh, something's got to change because by the end of this book, he hates flying. Mm -hmm. And so he does something very cool. You know, in the entire book, he's interacting with different pilots, learning as much as he can. He says he wants to be the best pilot in the galaxy. Very high ambitions for our young Obi-Wan. And he's, you know, flying in a new class of ship. He's learning about it, learning about different types of, you know, little add-on features. And towards the end of the book, he goes and he's flying a single-person fighter. And it's a little ship that's meant to fit within an already smallish ship about the size of the Falcon, I'm assuming. And it's just like a, a little one-person transport. Mm-hmm. And he flies into the hangar of a larger ship mm-hmm. and gets kind of stuck to where he's having to continue to fly in the ship and he's basically flying this one person fighter down a hallway down the corridors within a larger ship and ends up finding his way into the bridge and then he's able to take over the bridge and assume command yeah which is just one of the most incredible things yeah well it's one of those things where you can conceive it's a way way okay think about this when you're watching episode one the phantom menace for Mm -hmm. those of you who just typically stick to the movies when Anakin is flying down that corridor mm-hmm. in the Naboo Starfighter, you're already like, wow, this is kind of tricky. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's trickier than usual where you're just out in space doing spins. Yeah. Now imagine that, but it's the size of you know your local bedroom. Yeah. It's just a little hallway. It's just a hallway. And he's flying a ship that's not much smaller than like a Jedi Starfighter, yeah. for instance. Like maybe probably shorter, but like yeah. that same width. And he is just... He goes all the way down and doesn't wreck... But he's yeah. so shaken that it scars him from piloting forever. And doesn't ever want to do it again. But that does not detract from the fact that he still did it and retained the capability of being a phenomenal pilot. So. Yeah, he's a great pilot, and he uh, he's able to get out of a lot of sticky situations. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really see him. And in episode one, you kind of see him go... Yeah, he land right here. Like, mm-hmm. he still has that mind. Yeah, and you see him. He's the one carrying out all the repairs mm-hmm. on the Nubian. Nubian. Huh? Yeah, so he knows what's wrong with the ship. He's yeah. doing all the repairs. It's he's, true. you know, on the comm link with Kwai. And he's doing the crazy sick burns. Why do I feel like I picked up another pathetic life form? Yeah, freaking zingers. Zingers for days, my boy, Obi-Wan. What if Qui-Gon was like, train the boy, train him. And he's like, I will, master. And then Qui-Gon dies, and he looks at Anakin, and he's like, not doing it. Gives him the thumbs down. On your life. <laughs> I'd sooner train, train Jar Jar. And I hate him. <laughs> Dude, he freaking does. He doesn't he like Jar Jar. Me too, though. Oh, that's some news. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Another Late ru- news. Some more rumors. Haven't got any specific um, pic- product pictures yet, but... My friends on the gram, specifically Yakface, who's been covering Star Wars coverage for forever, and I don't know what his sources are, but they are dadgum good. Uh, he'll be like, yeah, in about six months, there's going to be this toy. It's probably this, blah, blah, blah. And then in six months, Disney will be like, it's brand new. And Yakface will be like, yeah, I told you, six months ago. I don't know how he has the sources, but he does. But anyways, supposedly by the end of 2020 or early 2021, there's going to be a deluxe figure, which is Jar Jar Binks. There you go. Black Series. And he will be right here on this desk Those when it comes out. Just Jones in for a Jar Jar figure. <laughs> I, I am, personally. I know that you are. Um, you know, there's some figures that I've been really excited about. Uh, like a Ben Solo figure would be really sick. Revan was really, really dope when the Black Series Revan came out. I just got that new Zeb to finish my Rebels line. Yep. 
But Jarger's high up there as far as anticipation goes. Yeah. Anyway. No, so, no hate to the actor, by the way, of Jar Jar. No, no, no. I just can't stand the character. And I think me and Skeleton Astronaut were talking about this, and he just said, as you get older, the voice just grates on you. Yeah. Also, I just can't abide the idea of somebody clumsily crossing the finish line. You know what I mean? Because Star Wars is such a finesse atmosphere, mm-hmm. and then somebody's just scraping along. He's like the human embodiment of any one of Anakin's ships. Everyone's like, last time I borrow a ship from Anakin. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. like the fender's falling off. He's just landed. Yeah. That's what Jar Jar is. But that's kind of, I think that the point was that I know it was for kids. Is. I know what the point is. All right, number four. reference our Jar Jar episode to hear this argument for an hour. Uh, number four, this one's actually a little bit of a niche character. He's in the movies, but you probably don't know who he is. Not obviously, match. Obviously, all these characters, we're going to put a picture in. Um, but, Sacy Ten... If you don't know who Sacy, <laughs> if you don't know who Sacy Ten is, he's a Jedi Knight or Jedi Master actually, and uh, he has the two horns coming down. I don't know what species that is. I'll put one picture in for Sacy Ten. It's uh, I know what it is. Give me a second. Uh, I'll put one picture in for him. But if you don't know who Han is, just, just watch the movies. But uh, the cool thing about Sacy Ten is that in the um, in the Clone Wars, the old one, the Gindi, uh, 2003 Clone Wars. He's leading a group of clone troopers, and they're about to jump out of this um, out of this Star Destroyer. And uh, he, it's cool because he has these two big horns coming out of the side of his head, and so he can't really wear a regular helmet. But he puts on this clone armor that looks a lot like a Mandalorian helmet. And ever since I saw that, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's my favorite Jedi now. And so I've really always loved Sacy Ten and. Uh, it's not a well-known fact, but um, many uh, sources say that outside of Anakin Skywalker, Sacy Tin was the Iktochi. greatest. Iktochi. There you go. Or Iktochi. One of the two. Um, uh, my boy Jonathan Davis says Iktochi. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going with. So, but Sacy Tin, it's believed, was the greatest star pilot that the Jedi had to offer outside of Anakin Skywalker by the time the Clone Wars were and occurring. And I assume that's because Itochis are prone to premonitions in general. Um, there is a Sith Itochi character named uh, Darth Cognus, and in the earlier books in the Bane series, she goes by the Huntress, mm-hmm. and she has premonitions that enable her to be a really successful bounty hunter. Um, that's dope. So the species in general is prone to that, so I assume that's why he would have such quick reflexes or be such a successful pilot is because he's not only an incredibly Force-sensitive being anyway, because he's a Jedi Master, but his right. species in general also has that strong lean that would really be advantageous for a pilot to have. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've never read that Stacey Tin had a little bit of premonitions, but it would be cool. It might just be Legends material now, but that's something about the Tochis in general. Something that I wanted to talk about, but he's already going to be on the list in another form or fashion, was that Jason Solo um, is a fantastic pilot, and part of that is because... He had a weird thing where um, he had visions of the future, but the way that it worked, yeah, shout out to Timothy Zahn, visions of the future. Um, but the way that it worked was he could what's called flow walk, and it was kind of like time traveling, but he could go to another place in time, and he did he couldn't affect what was going on, but he yeah. could walk and see the I think astral projection. Um, and so that was kind of a backwards thing, but he also had a thing where he could look forward to the future, and he could look through. Um, 
basically different options. Hey, if I do this, if I leave right now and I go to the store, what's going to happen? If I stay here for another two hours, what's going to happen? And so I think that he began to master that, and that would he could almost do it on like a minute-by-minute basis. That's very cool. It's a very, very interesting thing. So number four, Stacey Tin, Nick Tochi, um, Jedi Master, fantastic swordsman, but the greatest starfighter pilot that the galaxy had at the time, second to Anakin Skywalker. Uh, number three, uh, one of my favorite characters of all time and super underrated, and if you don't like him, I don't care, Kylo Ren, a.k.a. Ben Solo. Uh, I you do, see him do some pretty rad stuff. Yeah, he does some really cool stuff. There's that one part in The Last Jedi where there's like a little, it's like a drive through hangar kind of thing where it looks like it's like a lane where you drive in or fly in your ship and, and then you, you go into McDonald's the You McDonald's and you leave. Yeah, but there's, it's a weird, you know what I'm talking about? The weird oval shaped. Yes. And so it's like, it's within the ship it, or whatever. It's reminiscent of the Battlestar Galactica. I've, I've never watched it. Oh my God, never? No. I believe this guy. This guy. I don't watch Star Trek either. That's fine. Although I've seen both the ones that J.J. Abrams put out. Um, but there's that cool part where he's like... and are talking Kylo's, about the old one, by the way. Kylo's spinning, and he goes right down that lane and pretty much just wrecks their whole ship. Yeah. Um, cool. But there's a very, very cool little piece of the comic from the Rise of Kylo Ren comic where he's leaving, and they're like, we just need to shake him. And one of the Jedi knights that are... Or Padawans like uh, says... He's the son of Han Solo and the grandson of Anakin Skywalker. You can't just shake him. Yeah. And uh, so that, to me, like, the potential is there for Kylo slash Ben to have been the greatest Starfire pilot of all time. Mm. We just didn't get enough of him to know. And before his untimely demise. Um, so just Kylo's like up there, and, uh, man, just fantastic. And I can't really, I don't know, I could go on for a long time, yeah, but cool he's fantastic. And that quote just kind of wraps up. Yeah, the I think, son, the I son think of that's Han, cool. The grandson of Vader. One of our best non-Force-sensitive pilots. One of our best, if not the best. Yeah. I'm pretty up there. Yeah. Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. He's got the legacy. Yep, exactly. He's got it coming from both sides. His yeah. mommy and his dad's side. He has great flying in him. Uh, number two, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, we touched on it a little bit already. Multiple times, but how are you going to talk about flying without talking about Luke? The greatest bush pilot in the Outer Rim Territories. It's true. If you don't believe me, watch A New Hope. <laughs> um, he was ace and Womp Rats in his T-16 back home. They're not that much bigger than two meters. You know how it goes. You know, what's what's the big deal about this Death Star hole? I don't yeah. care. Well, it's interesting because before he even really knew how to use the Force, Wed, or Biggs was like, we're going to get you an outfit because we have the biggest job in the history of the known world... And uh, you're pretty good at what you do. Like, think about that. Like, just... Yeah. But they don't understand he's a Jedi. They yeah. don't understand that he barely knows what the Force is at all. Well, and we're at the point in the Star Wars galaxy where the idea of a Jedi is so antiquated that right. people didn't believe they even existed. Right. Do they even exist? Yeah. If they have some kind of natural ability, nobody's been trained. And frankly, Luke hasn't been trained yet. Yeah. And he barely, like... Think about that. He barely learns to trust his feelings and is like, swoosh... Real quick, can we talk about... So for about, you Ray haters out there, watch that movie. Can we talk about how uh, underwhelming Luke's reaction was to, let's be honest, Obi-Wan's very anticlimactic reveal that he's a Jedi? I was once a Jedi Knight, as was your father. Hmm. Cool. What did you guys eat? <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> you guys aren't vegans, are you? Like, I want to try this, but I love pizza. Right? He, yeah, not concerned at all. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, Luke is fantastic. Um, man, 
just there's some legends material out there that I could just blah, 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 ramble on for hours. But there's this one part of the of the book, Legacy of the For Force Inferno, where Jason Solo has already turned to the dark side and he's attacking Luke. And Luke learns this technique of how to hide his presence in the force, right? So it'll feel like he died. And he's trying to get the drop on Darth Kytus, aka Jason Solo. Typically a very dark side. Mm -hmm. um, and so Luke learns this trait. And so they're they're flying, they're flying, they're fighting. And Luke ship explodes. And Luke somehow escapes. And also in that moment vacuums his presence in the Force. And so Jason thinks he's gotten the best of Luke Skywalker, the greatest Jedi of all time. But really Luke's like, <laughs> puppets on the string. Doesn't give a crap. And so, Luke's just fantastic, um, great pilot, and uh, he just has a very, he has a natural knack for, for vehicles. Um, you know, you see him pick up an X-Wing, think about that. Yep. First time in an X-Wing. X-Wing, never heard of it. Yeah, just going to jump Let's in. Let's go to the Death Star. Exactly. Um, That's no moon. He can He can fly anything. Uh, when he's when he's uh, he can fly the skiff at the end, at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, they're leaving. and He's like, <laughs> just, just fly the skiff. Well, he gets on those speeders on uh, Endor, and uh, dude, how fast are those things going? Freaking too, fast. Too fast. Let's and, talk about uh, those uh, scout troopers. Those guys are yeah. tight. Let's talk about Tebow, the Ewok. <laughs> Freaking my, my boy. Dude, what talk a G. Of, talk about somebody not, stumbling not, across Tebow, the finish line. It's somebody. There's an Ewok. I can't remember his name. But he is he's flying that freaking... Just holding it down. Ewoks are savages also. We could do a whole episode about how Literal crazy, savages. crazy they Ewoks eat, are. Tried to eat Luke and Han. Um, so yeah, he can do almost anything. Uh, he can fly Snowspeeder. He can fly... He can fly a Tauntaun? Yeah, fly a Tauntaun. Barely. Whack. Um, so yeah, just, he just, you smell something? <laughs> <laughs> smell something, girl? Yeah. So be like, Luke, do you smell something with the force? <laughs> like maybe a giant snow bear? <laughs> oh, you remember Is that? Is that the joke? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the joke? Is that the joke on the Tauntaun's widow? <laughs> <laughs> the Tauntaun's widow! It's hot as balls in here, dude. Good God. Dad's like... No air conditioning until the Wi-Fi's fixed. Um, uh, crap, if I was going to say. Hey, remember that time that we couldn't fit, or we, not that we argued, but we were talking about who would win in a fight between a Loath Wolf and a Wampa? Yeah, Loath Wolf, 10 times out of 10. <sighs> I'm not wrong. I, I, I feel like I agree with you. I'm just... First of all, the Loath Wolf is sentient. Second of all, it can freaking teleport. <laughs> You're cross-eyed. How's a Wampa gonna? He's, he's fighting a daggum teleporty wolf. What are you gonna do about that? My also, thing, we looked at the dimensions, and I'm pretty sure a loath wolf is bigger. My thing was that the size of the Wampa would make up for the. And then we looked it up, and a Wampa's disappointingly small. Yeah, they're disappointingly small. Really ticking me off. Yeah. Is that the joke? Is that the joke? <laughs> so, um, Luke Skywalker on the Wampa's widow. <laughs> um. Luke Skywalker is a fantastic pilot, and um, you know what I'm excited about for Thrawn Ascendancy is I'm hoping we see young Thrawn do some piloting. I would like, or, I don't know, I just... I, and we will revisit this, and he will be number one on my list. <laughs> um, Boba Fett's obviously up there. He seems to know a great deal about spaceships. He does. But, 
But he never really flies himself because there's always a navigator. But I will say he was a navigator at one point and not in the flying sense. Right, right, right. But you know what would have been sick. Why we didn't get this, I don't know, and I'm pissed. But back in the day, um, every every main character had kind of like their ship. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like the Chimera. Well, no, not just that, but I mean like a ship that you could buy with like a figure. Yeah. And so obviously Han has the Falcon, Luke has the X-wing, Vader has the Tie Fighter, um, the you know Vader's Tie Tie Advanced. Uh, dude, I would have loved. I would have loved, loved to have a Tie Defender. And Thrawn's over there like you have. Ship ideas, dude. For real, you have a uh, Orson. This defender is everything. <laughs> Orson Krennic. You have no good ship ideas, dude. I wonder if Tarkin would have vouched for the Tide Defender if the Emperor would have. The Emperor was just so freaking stuck up and fed, you know, like just trained on the Death Star. Palpatine just wanted this. It was a status symbol. He wanted it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's called the Death Star. And then Tarkin is like, Sounds like a great idea, Sheev. <laughs> Want me to get some espresso? Yeah, he's whatever Palpatine wants. Uh, number one, go ahead. Uh, number one, if you haven't guessed it by now, you should be a little bit embarrassed. Uh, Vader slash Anakin, probably, probably the greatest pilot to have ever lived. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's just phenomenal. He won the Boon to Eve Classic. I mean, what more can I say? What, what was, else do you want? What was he, like six, seven, twelve? I don't know how old he was. <laughs> I'm bad at guessing. I think he's ages. twelve. Um, yeah, I mean, still very young. Right. He's, you know, he destroyed the reigning champion, Sebulba. He's doing repairs while he's flying. That's pretty impressive. Let's talk about the fact that he actually built his his own pod racer mm-hmm. so well, in fact, that Watto was deceived into believing that it was built by a professional. He's nine years old. Nine years old. Nine years old. Since he was nine years old, he's been in the fight. Yeah, and then, you know, destroyed one of the Trade Federation command ships. Pew, pew. Yeah. Also at the age of nine. Mm-hmm. We watched his career with great interest ever since. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he can... The rest is history. He, uh, in episode two, he's flying... He's flying a pair across the table, cuts it with his knife. <laughs> He, you could argue he pilots the Reek in the uh, in the more successfully arena. more successfully might I add than Luke pilots the Tauntaun. <laughs> Very fair. Hey Reek, you smell something, boy? It's <laughs> <laughs> a freaking accolade. Katah, katah. Um, yeah. Also, anytime that I'm uh, watching anybody's like relationship status on Facebook, and oh, he does fly that cool speeder bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Got does. On for him. I think about whenever he Anakin... pilots his mom into the grave. Oh, sweet lord. Yeah, her and the women and the children and the men of the Tuscan village. Pilots him into the afterlife. <laughs> Enjoy the river sticks, you freaking water hogs. <laughs> water hogs. <laughs> oh my god. Tuscans are the worst. Um, but dude, I specifically think about this one time that, uh, it's in Star Wars Rebels where they have this whole squadron of A-Wings and, uh, some, you know, all kinds of different ships, but Harris flying an A-Wing and it's her and like freaking eight people. Right. And they're like, well, there's only one ship out there. Let's overwhelm it. And the, you know, the camera angle changes and the wings aren't like this. They're like this. 
and you know everyone involved is screwed. And there's this part where he, uh, there's this move that he does where he shoots and then he turns and he's, his ship is flying backwards. Nice. And he's like, da, 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 as he's flying backwards. Brilliant. And it was fantastic. So Vader's obviously the greatest pilot of all time. You could argue for Luke, but Anakin is, I don't know, he's the one, man. Yeah. I would love to see more. Um, I'd love to see more of him in a ship For somehow sure. in a series For or sure. something. That would be really dope. Also, like I said, I'd love to be... I'd love it's to also see. very cool that like in the books and stuff, whenever he's in a ship, he never has a pilot. Or, you know, in Thrawn, they didn't have a stormtrooper come and pilot for him. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, you know, flew the, mm-hmm. the ship. Um, yeah, there's multiple times in books, comics. Yeah, there's a time in when... In some cartoon series. In the Dark Lords of the Sith, mm-hmm. um, they're evacuating from a Star Destroyer that was getting blown up by some rebels. And he had the Imperial Guards, and pi- and he was piloting. Mm-hmm. You know, So it's very cool that even though he's got the status, he still likes to pilot. Yeah. You know, some, that's a very cool background thing for him. Yeah, you can tell that he's uh, it's something he enjoys, even if he's not allowed to enjoy anything when he's Darth Vader. Right. He's like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. It's just cool that, I don't know, you don't see Palpatine get his hands dirty very often, but I can think of, you know, when you're space battle, being out there, that's like, you know, the that's in the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's always just out in the thick of it. I think that's very cool. And I also think that Vader, when I'm watching Vader pilot a ship, I have the most confidence out of any character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Han's going to get into shenanigans. I can even see Luke, like, you know, he'll do that thing where he just flies his, his ship straight, straight to a swamp. Uh, but when Vader's like, you know... I'll do it myself. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're bone. You're yeah. screwed. You're getting it. Uh, I just love that. Ask not for whom the bone bones. It bones for thee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Futurama reference if you guys. Oh, that's funny. I don't know if you watch it. Uh, so, so that's some honorable mentions yeah. in, in the uh, Force-sensitive category. Um, Ray does some cool stuff. Let's 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 be honest. She does some cool hey, stuff. Hey, the, the cool Force thing Awakens. where she just floats the Falcon out there yeah. and just waits for gravity to take back over. Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's the trademark of a good pilot. Being and she's able flying to, through that whole star destroyer on Jakku. Also, she's never flown the Falcon before, right? Or a ship of that caliber at all. As well, far she had as done. We know. The cool thing is they do write a story for it that she had found a flight simulator. Okay, that's cool. And so she, but had, still, you know, she never flown it. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that like. It was in her mind. Yeah. And so that's cool. I mean, it's it's always impressive when a pilot can, you know, just pull something out of thin air. And that gun was locked in forward position. She made it happen. Yep. Um, cool writing. Yeah, very cool. Um, and another honorable mention is uh, the Grey's Dark Lord himself, Sheev Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't read the Plagueis novel, um, it's talked about multiple times how on Naboo, uh, Sheev was a successful speed racer. He would race the speeders. Yep. And it was, he it had was, a white was, helmet with yellow yeah. goggles. <laughs> he was internationally, or uh, internationally, like inter- intergalactically renowned, though. You know, so yeah. even even as a senator, he was still, you know, racing. And mm-hmm. some of the other senators were talking to him about his racing career. And, and uh, he was successful. It turns out that actually as the, uh, as the Supreme Chancellor, he still enjoyed it. But then he had an attack that was thrown in his life and it left him scarred and deformed. And he was not able to do that anymore. Similarly to when Whataburger leaves pickles on my sandwich. <laughs> you remember that time that Dad had specifically said no pickles and they still gave him pickles and he was like, could you take them off? And you were like, the damage has been done. Am I wrong? If you've ever tried to take pickles off an entree, 
you still taste them. That's I, just, well, I like pickles with my burger, so. Well, you would still get to enjoy your burger then. But as for me, <laughs> it's ruined. It's ruined. <laughs> ruined. Ruined. Um, before we sign off, let's actually look at how tall a... I'm pretty sure it was just over two meters. How? It was disappointingly small. Tall is not Baron Trump. <laughs> Why is that on the top? I don't know. It's Google. All right. Let's see. It says two and a half to three meters. Average average three meters is on. Okay. So nine feet. Yeah. What is 150 kilograms to pounds? This is where I was disappointed, I think. 330 pounds. That just sounds so light to me. We don't have any dimensions on a loath wolf, but they are sentient. Classification, get this, wolf. Really? Yeah, it says designation, sentient, classification, wolf. They're Thanks. five feet, they're five, four to five feet tall at the shoulder. Big wolf. Yeah, massive. Big wolf. Big <laughs> that wolf would for Ezra a, to ride. That would be such a sick toy. Hasbro, come on. I mean, it's like the size of a, of a horse, basically. I'm going to buy three minimum. Right? That's about the size of a horse. We can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. With and teeth. Then, yeah. And then as far as like uh, superpowers and ability to be strategic, I think it would destroy Wampa, personally. Yeah. The whole sentient holy ghost wolf thing, really, it kind of does it. Yep. I, I stand by. I stand by. All right. Uh, Let's any, say any if it wasn't words? sentient, what do you think? Uh, I could still teleport, so I'm still going to give the edge. Dadgum. I asked Dave Filoni. He never replied. <laughs> He's probably busy. All right. Well, hey, I think Dave, that's... it's me again. Hey, checking in. Could... I have texted him twice about it, actually. <laughs> a year later, I was like, hey, just checking in. It's a year later. Please. Hey, I'm sure you're busy, but... Uh... I'd just like to follow up on our previous conversation. Please call me right now. <laughs> call me right now, please. <laughs> so uh, those are our Is top ten uh, pilots. If we forgot someone, for instance, Lando is very smooth, but we haven't seen him get out of a pinch. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's a better caretaker of the Falcon, let's be honest. Yeah, that's it was for sure. In, it was in mint condition at it the sure beginning was. of Solo, and at the end of Solo... Not so much. Han's like, toys are meant to play with. Leans <laughs> through the wall. If ships could limp... That's what the Falcon would have done all the way off of that planet. Yeah, on its knee nubs. <laughs> Speaking of knee nubs, Nine Nub is supposed to be a good pilot. Nine Nub. Um, <laughs> you know, Sebulba, technically not a starfighter pilot, but a fantastic racer yeah, pilot. Yeah, are supposed to have very good reflexes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people out there. So if there's one that we missed, I know that like Kyle Katarn is supposed to be fantastic. I want I didn't want to dabble too deep into legends because I wanted it to be characters yeah. that we all knew. For instance, Iden Versio from the new Star Wars Battlefront 2. Not a lot of people yeah. are gonna know that character. Okay? Come on. Uh, so those are our top ten. Hey, if you disagree or if we forgot someone, please leave a comment down below. And like I said before, don't forget to like this video, share this video, subscribe to the channel. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. So may the force be with you always. And remember, the only family you have here is me. If we had seismic charge, that would have been Full send. Yeah, I looked. I don't have it. Sorry. All right. See you guys next, next week. week.